fundamentally everyone's career is a numbers game an equation if i stick in my current gig i'll get a 20% hike in the appraisal cycle if i switch jobs i'll probably get a 40% bump up i definitely want to stick around till the end of one more year because i'll be eligible for my esops but in 2023 globally as things have changed the numbers have changed too especially after the highs of 2021 and early 2022 the very equation has been appended while some are happy that this has happened others not so much in this episode of ctc i speak to three people the head of talent at revolute the people success lead at infido and a writer and creative consultant at one of the world's largest media and entertainment companies which isn't going to the best of times to find out how the numbers that once used to rule the roost in an employee's decision aren't where they used to be because in this new equation numbers are only a part of the picture welcome to cost to company a weekly podcast around careers and workplaces by the ken i'm your host shrivar You were at twenty five. We're giving you a thirty, which is still a decent hike. Now, if you're telling me you want a thirty five, then probably you lied to me back then. You just heard from Sakib Dawudani, who's the head of talent at the Indian arm of Revolut, a global giant in the fintech space, which was last valued at thirty three billion dollars. I had done a bit of one to ten for a few of my clients while at Page, especially in the fintech space. So I did a lot of early business hiring for some of the fintechs, which are. today some of the most popular fintechs in india back then they were early stage startups at pre seed seed stage before joining revolute sakib was working with michael page one of the world's largest recruitment agencies in mumbai i asked him to give us a quick primer of what had happened and more importantly how the employees were dealing with things i mean people made the most of those good times uh but we all kind of knew that those good times won't last for too long uh it was too good to be true <laughs> and you fast forward to late 22ish uh and the scenario has completely changed it's almost a 180 degrees change and i say that because candidates are now more concerned about the burn rate about fundraising plans about business models strategies for the near future etc you talk to candidates and these are the questions they ask these it's days it's not it's not i mean because people have realized that having a job now is more important that than having a very very well paying job or whatever like they'll be okay for a, a minimal hike if it's a sustainable model and a popular brand and a company that's if not profitable soon going to get profitable vis-a-vis a company that's raised x million and is now ready to give you a 50% hike just because they want to hire and they can't hire right now unless and until they pay exorbitantly high so it's not a numbers game anymore which i i personally feel is good because uh things will make start will, things will start making a lot more sense in the sense people will start accepting that okay this is how it should work uh this is how it will normally work 
I feel the last two or three years were outliers. Uh, you wouldn't have expected that ever in the past, nor should one ideally expect that to happen anytime soon in the future, especially in these markets. Like one, one would be stupid to expect something of that sort to happen. And how did he feel about this? Uh, I personally feel that it's good that people have also started accepting this new norm. So back then, two years back, candidates were, it's not just that companies were ready to pay, even if uh, you know companies weren't ready to pay, that's what the candidates expected regardless. Now the candidates have realized, okay, uh, so this is what most people are going to pay because most startups aren't willing to spend too high on you know employee costs because of what the economy is looking like because of course there's a there's a supply demand mismatch as well right there are more candidates out there than the number of jobs so every company has 10x the options they had two years back because there are more more layoffs happening more candidates willing to join at similar salaries they were drawing earlier so with all of these uh, uh, you know levers playing around it's much easier to hire uh, without paying too high whereas back then it wasn't the case because every every uh, uh, you know person you speak to was expecting very very high salaries regardless of where they were just because that was the norm back then uh, so now I think uh, it's 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 widely accepted that most companies will not pay you exorbitantly high unless and until there's an extreme sort of a case plus as I said this is not how international markets work so uh, it's actually good. It was sort of an India-specific problem <laughs> because in most of the markets, this is not what most candidates expect. So, for example, if you're hiring in the UK, uh, if someone is at a 100k GBP uh, annual base, if you ask them what's your expectation, they'll be like, yeah, anything above 100. So, uh, obviously not a 101, but uh, say a 110, a 120, they'll happily come, which for us may seem like a 10-20% hike. But they know that's what the market is like. Uh, like people very clearly know what the benchmarks are like for those specific roles. Whereas in India, you speak to someone who's at 20, they'll be like, I want 28. Why? Because I have friends who are being paid 28. I egged on Sakib to tell me what this new range was for appraisals and job switches here in India. So I think it will be unfair, Shri, to put a number or a range out there, uh, which is which becomes the you know generic uh, range. I think it depends on who you are, uh, where you are in your career, and how well you've been performing in your current role. Uh, so let's let's tackle the internal appraisals first, and then jump onto you know the the external roles. So internally, if you are someone who's like very early in your career. Of course, like no company is going to pay you a massive hike because you are a junior employee, haven't been contributing too much. Same goes for someone who's recently joined an organization. If you just joined like six months back, eight months back or whatever, and yet to prove your worth or whatever, most companies will avoid, especially during such times, they'll avoid paying a massive hike. Uh, but if you're someone who's been performing well, and if you've been with the company for a decent amount of time, like a year and a half or two years, and they've seen you put in the good efforts, they've seen the company grow because of your valuable inputs, uh, then I think the companies have paid uh, decent hikes. So, of course, the ranges have gone down drastically. Uh, so, for example, until last year, if on an average we were seeing, what, 15 to 25% sort of, you know, internal hikes uh, at, uh, at an annual uh, appraisal cycle, it has gone down to say 8 to 15% sort of a range. So it's like a notch below than what, you know, we were used to. And most employees 
felt they were the only ones uh, who were at eight percent, ten percent sort of hikes. But trust me, like we shouldn't feel siloed because that's what the market is like. That's what most average, mediocre, decent, good performers are like. Unless and until you are very strong, you're one of the uh, you know top-notch folks in your organization. If you're unless and until you're like a strong or an exceptional rated person, I don't think most organizations have paid. Uh, this well plus it also depends on how well the business is doing in the first place yeah. if companies themselves haven't been performing well they've not given hikes yeah. as simple as that so for them survival is most more important right now than uh, pleasing the employees uh, because they are not hiring as well so if you're a strong performer of course they'll want to retain you and they'll give you decent hikes so i've seen people get 20 25% hikes as well but those are exceptional cases some have gotten even 30% for that matter but those are exceptional most have been at the uh, you know lower end around 8 to 15 percentage and this is not just happening at organizations like revolute i spoke to a compensation expert from freshworks who didn't want to reveal his identity that even their rates in pay hikes and job switches had decreased to almost half of what they were paying in the heydays of 2021 and 2022 and most companies these days have also looked at providing performance bonuses which are quite lucrative that way uh, because they want people to come in perform prove to the company that they're doing well and they'll happily make like you know 60 times 60% 70% more than the base uh, in terms of bonuses if they are actually performing well because indian candidates have switched so so often that companies are now scared to pay uh, you know slightly higher because then they risk I am paying thirty-five percent. Tomorrow, someone comes and gives you a forty. You'll just jump there. What's the point of me stretching so much? Like, unless and until you are actually uh, keen to spend enough time with me, keen to give me that much in return, why should I? Like, those are the mentality, uh, you know, changes that we are seeing lately. Uh, but again, like, it's it's again not norm. Uh, I feel it may go down still. I feel candidates have started accepting, you know, lower hikes. Saki also mentioned that they were strategically creating compensation policies at Revolut that put a focus on the bonus rather than ESOPs especially for the junior employees who realize that they often don't amount to much bonuses on the other hand are a win-win the company is getting bang for their buck by improving their retention and the employee well that's a bonus at the end of the year but i also wanted to check if others echoed the sentiment of accepting a lower pay grade So I spoke to Shashank, a writer and creative consultant at one of the world's largest media and entertainment companies. If he do the same, and mind you, the company in question is going through a pretty tough time lately. Would you be okay going to a more stable now, whatever stable means to you, but a more stable pay, place for like a a lower pay, a slightly lower pay? Yes, like a resounding yes. Uh, so i come from the school of thought that no job is beneath me i strongly feel that the moment you let your ego and your pride dictate your professional decisions you're treading on really thin ice man and spoiler alert the water below the ice is freezing cold so maybe it's prudent for us to not dip our toes in those waters um be ambitious have aspirations by all means but also learn to be um self aware enough to contextualize and put things into perspective um i know this word has been used and overused and also misused uh, misused and abused uh but the fact of the matter is that we still do live in relatively unprecedented times 
like a man begrez would say right improvise adapt and overcome uh, do what you need to do to survive man that's like uh, like a primal instinct uh, so i don't know why so, like uh, someone's ego or pride should come in the way um and yeah i don't think there's any shame or uh, there's no reason for you to be embarrassed about if you want to switch to another company with a slightly lower pay grade uh, so in my book it's completely fine man i think about it what was once a party is now on survival mode fishang said that he'd prefer a relatively stable job with a lower pay grade as compared to the gig he was currently at We'll hear more from him in a while, but let's switch back to Sakib from Revolut. And to give you examples, if you want to know anecdotes, uh, I have spoken to candidates at you know head of function kind of levels, like people with fifteen, twenty, twenty-two years of experience. Uh, and again, this is more relevant for senior people because that's when you start realizing, okay, there are things that are more important than money. Plus, at that stage, you know, a few lakhs. is not going to a few lakhs lesser is not going to you know pinch them too much because they they make quite a bit so uh, money is not the, their biggest motivator and you'll see plenty of such examples there so we were recently speaking to someone uh, with 20 plus years of experience and this candidate she comes from a very well known company and she was at over uh, 1 cr in terms of her base right and uh, of course like prominent name in the market has been with that very company for over a decade so uh, has built systems has built teams has has great connects in the industry is pretty much a prominent leader she was ready to take a 30% hit and join us uh, she was ready to come in at <laughs> she was ready to come in at a 70 75 lakh sort of a base and kid you not uh, her reasons were way way genuine as well she's like yeah fine like i know i'll i'll make 25 lakhs lesser in a year but i'll be working with a brand that is uh, that i resonate with a brand that has core values that i resonate with a brand that works in a way that i want to work i've done a lot of uh, most of my career has been spent in uh, you know traditional sort of companies and i want to try new age companies Sure, choosing a lighter pay package and not minding a few lakhs here and there comes from a place of privilege and experience. We can't discount that. But he also mentioned something interesting: that even after all of this normalization, if your employer was sticking their head out of the water with a ludicrous offer, you should be careful and ask questions. Yeah, I think personally, I feel it should be looked at as a red flag, not. again i can't generalize so you can't say every company that's giving you 40% hike there there has to be a red flag no but i would go probably go back and ask the founders or ask the hrs as to why you are not able to hire someone uh, at a range which is the market benchmark uh, probably some indirect questions as to since when is this role open uh, how many people have you interviewed how many people are you currently interviewing uh, what's the biggest challenge you faced while hiring for this role etc so ask like un- until and unless you know what's wrong there you'll probably get into something that may not be you know as great as you think it is just because someone is paying you more doesn't mean so there has to be something right there has to be something why why so if product managers in general are paid say 35 lakhs if someone is paying 50 lakhs and you obviously think it's great there has to be something either they are a brand which is not that known so they have to because that's the only way they can make it sound lucrative 
uh, or a company that's just recently raised money so they have obviously too much in their kitty to spend and they are willing to go berserk with it or a company that's actually struggling to hire because of certain things that you may not know uh, maybe their culture is not great maybe the business model itself is a bit uh, iffy and you you want to be doubly sure about it so ask those questions or uh, again if you don't want to ask very directly do your own research but i feel if someone's going berserk in terms of you know the money they're paying there has to be something that's kind of making them do that so far we've discussed how things changed for the employees how their priorities shifted how the euphoria and frenzy of 2021 turned into the humble acceptance of 2023 but there's a whole different formula that we haven't even discussed yet an underrated yet significant reason or metric that is guiding the decisions of a rising number of employers one that's very important to this equation more on that right after this break i think at the end of the day my interviews are just about whether we are on the same wavelength or bandwidth for example number 1 uh there will be a lot of compromises on work life balance now if people who work closely with me fundamentally disagree on this then we don't usually end up hiring them that was gorav banjal the founder of an academy you've probably heard of him you've most probably heard about an academy the company he started with a youtube channel in 2015 that became one of india's leading edtechs worth nearly 3.5 billion dollars gorav manjal is at the center of it i asked him questions about how he finds great talent for his organization when he interviews potential candidates what does he ask them what does he look for there will be a lot of late nights there will be a lot of saturdays um i will call you at 1 am to discuss something um so i think that's second in general people who are confrontational do really well in life and and life do, or an academy both both in general what i've realized is that uh, even some of the best ceos um, i mean i mean i i know of some ceos in india who are not taking tough decisions in a market like these because they are non confrontational um they don't want to admit uh that they are wrong or to tell somebody that they are wrong etc i am rohin dharma kumar and the host of first principles a fortnightly leadership podcast from the kens newsroom a couple of weeks ago i sat down with gorav manjal to chat about how he plays the edtech game no really he looks at his organization not as a family but as a sports team In this analogy of his they're not chasing just the wins instead it's the game that motivates him so we talked about the systems and processes of this game gorav tells me his deep work routine and how this changed the kind of manager he is and of course like you heard we discussed the talent that keeps the lights on at an academy and then we talk about what happens when this light flickers This episode of First Principles releases on 11th May. Subscribe to First Principles wherever you get your podcasts and you'll be notified the first thing when this episode drops. The link to the podcast is in the show notes of this episode. Go ahead. 
I usually start by checking my messages, addressing any P0s, uh, BP1s that require my attention for, for the audience. So burning priority one. Uh, yeah, because I was, I was wondering what, what uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you what, what yeah. BP is and... and uh burning priority something that needs my attention right away and was supposed to be done uh, a minute before okay. but it's already overdue that was abha khurana being the people success lead at infido a startup in the employee experience space backed by y combinator and blink capital keeps her pretty busy as you can probably tell so we already know that layoffs that followed shortly after the golden days of 2021 have unfortunately rattled a lot of companies in the ecosystem in this response the companies are placing emphasis on metrics such as you know the revenue what is the revenue per employee to making sure that there is improved efficiency cost management and these trends in startup industry is in a period of transition and what is this revenue per employee metric it's a very simple formula or a very simple calculation so uh, it's a company's total revenue divided by the current number of employees right so let's suppose we are at a 10 million right now and we have 150 employees it's just a division and you get the number right uh, so it's different across and usually uh, i haven't seen a lot of companies in india measuring it and even at infido uh, it's been two quarters we've started measuring it uh, and seeing how it goes and we also have like uh, a certain projection for ourselves that we've made <laughs> but uh, it's just come up in the picture post uh, the entire situation that's uh, happening and i was also reading a couple of articles on linkedin that uh, showed that this is something that's coming up in the industry and people are paying more attention where i also realized uh, there was a benchmark per ft so roughly if you are at a 2.5 to 10 million arr a good to have number is uh, 100k dollars and a great to have number is 125k so that's the benchmarking that's uh, across but uh, still i'm not sure how many uh, indian startups are there that's a, actually a great number to have so while this metric is relatively new in the indian ecosystem it's highlighting a significant shift in the mindset of hrs and companies at large Let's get back to Shashank whom we heard from a few minutes ago. I know plenty of friends who have um settled for lower appraisals. Uh a, a few of them in fact have uh taken this option called secondment. Uh I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but what that essentially means is companies need to like take care of their headcounts, right? Uh especially like global companies. So secondment is essentially when um you do everything like a normal employee but you're not employed by those guys so like say take spotify for instance uh spotify isn't directly employing you spotify will route your payment through an agency so say a spotify will route your payment through supari studios and that's how you're going to get paid um so these things are also being explored uh, i know a bunch of people who are in these situations also uh it doesn't really affect your life right it's just like uh the message showing up that your account is credited by xyz that is going to become abc but apart from that there's no difference but this is not just in global companies suddenly companies big and small have started looking at their headcount from a more prudent lens and this headcount is what leads to a myriad of decisions how many more can you hire at what rate can you hire what is the market willing to pay for them 
But more importantly, your worth or value is being directly tied to how much revenue you can bring to the org, directly or indirectly. We went from growth at all costs to profit at which costs, which may seem obvious now, but during the frenzy of 2021 and 2022, the math just didn't add up. The license to hire that most companies had in these years was being abused with insane salaries because others were doing it too. There was brouhaha, but very little thought. But now it's much more measured. And HR professionals are glad that this is happening. So there are people who are still striving and doing exceptionally well. So they'd always end up getting uh, paid well. But uh, there were uh, cases, as I said, in 2022 early, where uh, they were asked for exceptional hikes. That has been normalized, right? And uh, that is actually uh, something that has helped the TA folks across to uh, tackle and increase the pool of uh, candidates we look out to when we are uh, hiring for some role. Earlier, it used to be where folks are hiring, asking for absurd uh, numbers. It isn't uh, very uh, common now, but of course, it depends uh, the kind of talent the team is hiring for. Is it like the only thing that matters in life? Where are your ethics? You've spoken to the one who earlier agreed to pay you 18 when you were at 10. That that poor fellow is now competing with someone who's paying you 24 just because you had an offer from 18. It's berserk. It's like pathetic. I mean, I'm sorry if it hurts people, but I don't think that's how it works in international markets. Like, And that's not how it should work anyway. Like personally, I feel we don't know what we want. If money is what you want, you need to be also sure of what is that satisfies you and be okay with that. There there has to be some ethics like people are spending their time, people are spending their energy, people are spending their money on getting you interviewed, getting you, uh, you know, the best of the resources. I've seen examples where laptops have been shipped and candidates return it back to the company saying, hey, sorry, today was supposed to be my first day, but I think I've decided not to join you guys because I have a competing offer. That is after three months of candidate serving their notice period, company hoping, waiting, planning their entire business strategy around this new fellow joining after three months. It impacts people at so many levels. It impacts organizations' plans. It impacts the, the business strategy. It impacts the team dynamics. It impacts so many things. People just don't realize that. Yeah. Just for a couple more lakhs. I mean, if it matters to you that much, at least be honest about it in the first place. Hey, I want 18. But if someone pays me more than that, I'll, I'm telling you right now that that's what I'll go for. So I'll know, okay, I'm at risk here. I'll either not give you an offer. If it's me, I won't. Personally, I won't. I'll tell you, okay, see, I know I can only give you 18, but I'm pretty sure someone else will give you a 19 or a 20. So I'll, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, as as much as it hurts and you're great but I'm out because if that's your motivating factor then we are probably not right for you throughout this episode we learned how the numbers have drastically changed appraisals have gone down job switch hikes have gone down and employees are dealing with it in their own way many are preferring to go for a slightly stable job whatever stability means to them 
even if it comes with a pay cut. And how metrics like revenue per employee and practices like secondment are being used to normalize the bloated headcounts that was the result of overhiring and just hiring at such absurd numbers. But see, it's not just the numbers. More and more employees are taking the time out to find what their values are and whether or not it aligns with the values of the organization that they'll be working for, whether or not the business model of the organization has any merit. And it's not so much because they want to, the employees or the candidates haven't suddenly turned into idealistic sages. It's because they have to in a market like this. So the new normal, remember that phrase? When it comes to careers and numbers, promises to be more than just a numbers game. Hiring has become more intentional. For the time being, anyway. I'd love to know your thoughts. Have you seen these numbers change at your organization? I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn. So is the Ken. Thanks for listening. I'll speak to you again soon. This episode of Cast a Company was written, hosted and produced by Shrivar Chotadia with audio engineering by Rajiv CN. I am your other host, Akshaya, and I will be back next Tuesday with another episode. Thank you for listening to Cast a Company. Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And you can always write to us at podcasts at the rate the-ken.com. 